Welcome to another edition of the Dementia Care Partner Talk Show. Now, here's dementia care expert Tifa Snow and your host, Greg Phelps. Hello and welcome to the Dementia Care Partners Podcast. I'm Greg Phelps, along with Tifa Snow and Tifa um happy new year and i'm going to put a question mark because behind that because uh, i i know that one of your new year's wishes would be for advancements in dementia care uh, but let's switch this around slightly and and talk about what we wish for families for uh, care partners and um, let's be a little more specific toward the end uh, facilities what do you wish for them in the new year Okay. I wish, I wish for awareness. I wish for knowledge. I wish for skill. I wish for competence. And most of all, I wish people had what they need when they needed it and were aware before they needed it, that they might like to get it in their toolbox so that they're not scrambling and they're not panicking and they're not overwhelmed. Um, and that they have the right support structure. I mean, that's, I mean, that's like, a, I, let me get my magic coffee cup and rub it because it feels like it's a genie in a lamp. Um, this new, uh, the U.S. just put out their revised Alzheimer's plan. And, you know, again, you just look at it and you go, I think you're missing the boat, guys. You're still calling it an Alzheimer's and related dementia plan. I, when are we going to call it? more accurately what it is so i mean i just wish we could get people more in a in a space where they're open to the idea that it's called neurodegeneration it, it's not a dementia a losing of augmentation it's it's not exactly it's neurodegeneration it it you know it's dribs and drabs at first and um I, yeah that's i mean i wish i wish we had a better handle on this <laughs> We wish for a cure, but that's not going to come because it's some. It, it's part of. Maybe I'm wrong here. You're going to correct me. Uh, is, is it part of the natural process? Like we, we're not going to find one drug and say, "Here, Tipa, take this pill, and you'll be better," or you won't get dementia, yeah. or you won't get Alzheimer. Well, I mean, we had that initially. We were going to cure cancer, and what we have found with cancers, boy, it's really complicated and there are so many different cancers and different forms of cancer and different types and different variations that we've had to really step back and figure out okay so we're going to work on this one because this one we think we have some some understanding of how it develops and what to do about it I mean and there have been some advances over this last year just with recently that are like mind-bending in some areas of, of cancer cure. I mean, and I really go from just remission to cure. I mean, there are some individuals that can find absolutely no evidence of the cancer and they are back to baseline and they don't have any cancer cells. I mean, the cancer cells are not present. So, I mean, there have been selective cancers, but then there are others that it's like, wow. And when we get further along in a cancer, we still don't have a way to stop or turn it around. I mean, we might you know, we now have meds to, you know, like you can stay alive for maybe a few weeks longer, a month longer, a year longer, um, you know, but the quality of your life, well, you have to determine whether that's worth it to you or not. I mean, and there's all kinds of potential horrible side effects, <laughs> including you could die by taking it. So we're talking about cancer there though, but I think there's a 
parallel when it comes to this thing we call dementia, which we know there are so many forms, types, and, and we still don't know the exact causation. I mean, we'd love to know it. We're working on that, but uh, we got quite a ways to go. And we believe there's going to be differences between Lewy body and FTDs and um, Alzheimer's type and then late. And I mean, we, what we're finding out is, boy, this is complicated. I wish this were simple and I wish we could prevent it and I wish we could cure it and I wish we could fix it. So it's like, yeah, well, but what we can we do? Because we got people with it. So what are we going to do about those folks compared to the folks who don't yet have it as far as we know? What can we do with them, for them, around them? I mean, let's get specific. We've we've talked on uh, previous podcasts about uh, preventative, mm. but if you're listening to this and you're dealing with a person who has dementia, that is not really relevant to you at this particular point because science says you have to start early and if you're listening to this it's probably beyond the early stage you can still make lifestyle changes which may help but right but you also which I, what i would say craig is you could look in the mirror and go well where am i you know because i think you know when we're working on supporting someone else who's living with dementia we can really forget to recognize our own risk factors. And so when we're looking at risk factors, I don't believe right now in the really preventing things. I, I think there's risk reduction things we can do and we can choose or not choose. But there's always at least two people in this equation that I, you know, that I think we don't always, when we know someone like, let's say it was you and I, and I have the dementia, then saying the provider saying to the family member or the support person so how are you doing and let's talk about your risk factors because we do want you to stay well and we do want to not just pile risk factors on you while you're helping tipa because i'm not sure we're helping either one of you if we do that no let's switch back to our, our original sort of topic and that was uh new year's wishes for facilities i wish i could clone tipa snow and send her out to every facility that i've ever been in or every facility that is out there but you know genetics eh, we're a ways away from that so what can we do well what one of the things we want to do is we we emphasize in facilities that we want to give really good care so we really need to look at who do we have to give that care and how are we supporting them? Who do we have that we could call on and bring into the mix because more carers are not stepping forward with the numbers we need. So in facilities, how do we optimize those that we have and how do we recruit? And I'm going to use this word that people don't use so much anymore, volunteers or family members or others to come and be part of our community of care. Um, that's what I wish for facilities to look beyond their boundaries and their borders and start looking at the bigger community and say, we're part of the big community. We need the community here. We need to be part of that community. We need to move in and out of these walls so that they're not barriers. They're simply a safe space where we can do this thing. And so I think unless facilities can see themselves differently, not a place to go and put someone but a space where we have some really skillful people and, and train those people and then bring in some additional folks who may not be as skillful, but can be helpful at filling days with purpose and meaning and giving people, people to be with. Um, and I think we're still in this isolation mode and we're still in recovery mode. And boy, I hope this year 
turns a corner and we quit thinking about what was and start looking at, well, what's possible right now? What can we do right now with what we got? The old days, uh, it was sort of done the medical model. It was, mm. um, you know, everybody had to get in their beds. It had to be mm -hmm. the big dormitories. Uh, and we, we have made progress. There are some innovative ideas, and perhaps we'll talk about those on another podcast. Yeah. But you must get some hope that there are some baby steps now, or even if they're not big enough steps for you, maybe you're uh, uh, appreciative of the fact that we're getting more understanding of the problem. I think at least people are starting to recognize, um, you know, that care ratio we have, I don't think that's working. Um, I think we need to look harder at that. I think the skill that we have of the hands-on folks may need an upgrade from simply doing what they've done before, and maybe we need to help them in some way. I think even from an executive position, we need to look at, do we want great big buildings or we, do we need smaller settings or do we need to at least keep people in smaller areas so that if something hits us, it doesn't spread like wildfire? Um, I think, you know, what I'd love us to recognize is what is working? You know, what is doing a little bit better? And then what's the one thing we want to focus on for a bit? And we got to stay focused. <laughs> keep switching our focus we end up just swatting flies and not really changing. Well, did you get a screen door on the door? <laughs> Everybody's swatting flies and it's like, but the door's wide open. I think, I think we need to deal with the screen door thing. <laughs> I don't well, think speaking, uh, speaking of the door being wide open, when I start looking at the numbers of the mm. amount of us seniors coming down the, the pipeline, <laughs> It, we thought we were overwhelmed before. That's perhaps information for another podcast. But I mean, we're still coming. You and I are heading down that pipeline. Yeah. And we're the biggest population the world has ever seen. The baby boomers, the folks that were born um, after World War II and up to 63. Uh, that group of humans is the biggest group of humans that we've ever seen born all at once in that range. And so we're huge. And then the next generation is small. And then we're looking at this next one coming up. But boy, we build extra schools for us. We build extra things. For, they we, we had to do a lot of changing. And now we don't have all these settings and all this care stuff worked out. And we, still, we didn't have it for the greatest generation. And now we're moving on to our generation. And yikes, um, it's us. One way or the other, it's us. We're either supporting or needing support or, you know, as Rosalind Carter is like, well, you're one of three positions. You need care, you give care, you're going to need care, or you're going to be given care. So, you know, the reality is you're going to be in one of those slots. Well, you hope your relatives are in the position of, I do care instead of I don't care. So, <laughs> Deepa, thank you very much and Happy New Year. Thanks, happy New Year, I hope. You've been listening to the Dementia Care Partners podcast brought to you by Positive Approach to Care. For more information, keepasnow.com.